Welcome to Keith and the Girl. I'm Keith Malley. I'm Chemda. New silent trailers, July 11th. Are you a VIP member? Get in and watch it for free. Ben Lerman is back. Jesse Joyce is back. Matthew Bray. Mateo Lane. KeithandtheGirl.com slash tickets has all the info. But again, if you're a Keith and the Girl VIP member, it's completely free. All the information is in your VIP dashboard. Kenda, I'm very excited. I'm so excited. So the the theme of these this month's guests is old school KTG guests. These are people with the highest count episodes. They've won CatGo awards. People, they're completely beloved. We haven't heard from Ben Lerman in a very long time, so we're going to catch up with them and do a couple rounds of silent trailers, which is a game show. If you don't know about this, check KeithandTheGirl.com slash tickets. All the info is there. We have so much fun. There's an interactive chat room, and you can watch from wherever. So it's a virtual live game show. Go to KeithandTheGirl.com slash tickets. That's right. Uh, this will be the last show of the week. We're celebrating, of course, Keith and the Girl Day. That's July 4th. July 3rd happens to be uh, Kyle's birthday, so I'll be working on that. But don't worry, you will not be out of content. Endless new videos in your uh, VIP package under KTG TV. Now, KTG TV kind of already has, uh, let me just name some things. Uh, the uh, one slice pizza challenge was the last video that went up. That was you oh and Danny God. Hatch who can eat a piece of pie the fastest. I almost threw up. It just, you know, I, I was so confident because when you eat a pizza, especially as a New Yorker, a lot of times you're just like, what can I eat fast? What can I eat while I'm walking? So I'm like, I got this. This Oklahoma bitch is out. Like I've been eating pizza like shoving it down. Like I, I shouldn't be eating pizza on dates. Like I will never get a second one. I'm an animal. But as soon as I started shoving it in my face, I'm like, it's going too fast. I'm getting to go. Ugh. And I just, I just didn't do that. Great. I let New York down. I think we have that video. A few goat men Remember, in this country, a thief ran around a corner, some third world country. I forget where. And then uh, the police went after him and they saw around the corner was a goat and they believed the man turned himself into a goat. So they put a goat on the stand. That story's animated. That's there. Uh, Hemden Hell. This is when Kenda uh, was uh, uh, reamed out by a listener for laughing at an MS joke that I made and compared you to Hitler. So we have you in hell with uh, Hitler and Mussolini, et cetera. Uh, stand-up exactly, clip that I did. That's exactly where I belong. Let's be honest. If uh, you watch a, the clip, you agree with it. Well, I don't just do a stand-up show once a year. I did a bonus one uh, one time, and uh, that's in your uh, VIP package. Micah Fox doing the 100 for 30 challenge. I think uh, let, those- let's quickly explain 100 for 30 is and, and I believe she was the first one. It's comedians going, ah, I need the perfect atmosphere. I need the perfect this. I need the perfect that. And we go, hey, if the listeners right now in the next few minutes gather together and get $100, will you perform for 30 minutes right here in the studio without any response? This is before virtual got this real. And they just, and the, the problem is, is Keith doesn't show them a timer. He lets them go. And also like, you know, for Micah's one, I think brother love was in the room getting drunk, just like pulling on her shirt or something. I don't know. He was being a nuisance. So a few of the comedians did what we call the series of 100 for 30. Yeah. Mike Kaplan, a whole bunch of people are there. Dance monkey dance with Bruno G. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, fantastic. Spooky versus Deuce. Well, now there's uh, there's a whole slew of brand new videos in there. Katie Olson doing uh, the 100 for 30 challenge. 
uh, Sean Tucker's seven-part uh, docu-series on Keith and the Girl. How did, what were our lives like separately, me and Henda? What, you know, how did we meet each other, et cetera, et cetera. And it gets uh, pretty personal. And that, he he interviewed us and a, a bunch of comedians a few years ago at this point. So you, see, you get to see baby Andrea and baby Mike Lawrence, you know, just people that you've you've seen along the years. So since it's been a while, check it out. So I'm going to rearrange the app so that Keith and the Girl TV is right on top. When you see it this weekend, click on it. There's so many videos. And of course, the regular shows uh, keep coming. Not only with VIP, do you get every show we've ever made in over 15 years. You get the bonus spinoff shows, which includes a brand new episode of Daddy Issues <laughs> with me and my brother. Here's the description. Ready? We have no therapist. Dad- We're going to keep talking. Is that the description? <laughs> Dad informs Ken that dad will die in four months, the end of October 2020. He can feel it. (laughs) Keith rates dad to let him know he just received the shocking news. And uh, Benjamin rates in, is this a save the date kind of thing? Yeah, no doctor told him he's dying in October. He told that to my brother so my brother would be nicer to him. Then I said, oh, I hear you're about to die, you piece of shit. And then my dad says to Ken, if I wanted other people to know. I would have told them, so, you know, because everything has to be one on one when it's a bunch of weird lies. Yeah, Maybe you can convince somebody one on one. He's been controlling you guys by made up anger for years and years. Yeah. And now you guys are trying to control him by real anger. So daddy issues indeed. Well, this was uh, Elvis's idea. And uh, so I made it a poll. Should Keith ask listeners to send his dad condolence cards? I'm debating about it. I'm really debating about it. Uh, with your VIP package, you, of course, also get a discount with the OMAC Club, the One Minute at a Time Club. I'm there every single morning, and uh, it's bettering my life. It's helping me deal with these crazy times. Uh, this person writes, thank you, Hemda, for reading all those books and smushing all that info into 15 minutes to help the rest of us. <laughs> uh, I'm so thankful that Hemda has created this. It's really helped made things that felt so hard to get started on so much easier. And you are a gentle and supportive leader, coach, and inspiration. Oh, Thank you. Such a pleasure. Yes. So uh, keithmcgirl.com slash OMAD. Here's one quick one. I started being productive as soon as I wake up, even if it's just making the bed and doing some dishes. Starting the day with action keeps me going. I'm always aware that I have time to get something done, even if it isn't completing some big project. I got strength back in an injured shoulder after daily yoga and planking. Guys, I'm a doctor now. I use less body lotion thanks to all the water. Hashtag hydration nation. Hell yeah, hydration nation. Shout out to my OMAC club members. That's right. All right. By the way, we got more encouragement for you, okay? This guy wrote uh, the book, You Never Know. Y apostrophe N-E-V-A-N-O. It's a book of encouragements. He's going to help us uh, get by. He's been featured on Netflix, NBC, ABC, Fox, Comedy Central. If you know uh, if you know good comedy, you know this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Wally Collins. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hey. hey. Well, Wally, yes. uh, let me ask you what's going on. So uh, going through your credits, and then there's a long list, yeah. you know, between stand-up and TV shows and commercials, yeah, right? Yeah. Bose, Kia, Metamucil, Jell-O, Nicorette, Tom's, Walmart. I'd love to see this medicine cabinet you have. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> But also, let's not forget Celebrity Apprentice. How exciting, right? How exciting is that? All right. I'm going to tell you something. 
Uh-huh. In those credits, exciting. <laughs> in those credits of commercials, I did a Macy's commercial, and mm-hmm. uh, he was launching his brand. And Trump was yes, and um, you said it at me, and right. um, so yeah, so I met him twice actually. I met him. I did a commercial with him for Macy's, and I did a Celebrity Apprentice. Okay, what was the commercial for Macy's? His his brand, you know, his shirts and ties and stuff like that. His clothing brand. Okay. Don't yeah. say don't say you know like we're supposed to know. Stop that. Oh yeah, yeah. He had a, he had a brand, um, clothing brand, and uh, that's why those, those ties are from his uh, his Donald Trump brand. So right. yeah, the Chinese collection. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then on Celebrity Apprentice, what did you have to do? Sell the most cupcakes, or did you no, come in to entertain? I wasn't. Yes, I came in to entertain. They, um, so the the celebrities um, they right. had to come up with a fundraiser, and they um, asked six comedians. I was one of the six um, to perform at the Gotham Comedy Club. And they got their um, celebrity friends to come in and watch the show. And before we did the show, um, DT came in and kind of met us and shook our hands and said, DT. Yeah, yeah. That's how we know each other. And um, yeah, and then he, then he cut out. He, he, he was like, and uh, Peace. yeah. So, so yeah. How'd you do on the show? How'd you do with the fundraiser? Um, fine. They, they raise a, a good amount of money. A lot of celebs were in there too. It was kind of cool just performing. Kevin Klein, who was, uh, I'm a big fan of, he came over to me and he couldn't, he was like, how do you remember all that stuff? And I'm looking at him like, you're an actor. <laughs> did you guys, did, did, did it seem like a regular Gotham club night where maybe you guys hang out after and people say hi to you buy your book album, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was weird because once again, it's a reality show. So, you know, if something funny happens, they're like, Oh wait, do that again. That kind of stuff, you know? So, or something weird happens. They're like, well, do that again. And, and I mean, they followed us through the whole, the whole day because we went to back to their offices where they're planning how to, how to do the show. And so they followed us in the elevator. They followed us, you know, in the, uh, in the van back. What was the weirdest thing that they asked you to do twice? That felt Um, most uncomfortable. Probably. um, It was star Jones. Uh, I met her before and um, she was acting like she didn't know who I was. And I'm like, star, you know who I am. (laughs) I called her. (laughs) She was like, Oh my God, that's me calling. She's like, Oh, Oh, and we all kind of like laugh. I'll, I'll, I'll like face the face. You go, look, I have your number. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, stop. I'm calling you right now. Look. And she's like, oh, it's all. Oh, oh. And they're like, do that again. And I'm like, all right. So it kind of made her look kind of weird. So, Right. The I follow Wally online. You can too. Twitter account is Wally Collins. And he writes, we're experiencing the plague of 1918, the depression of 1925, and the riots of 1968, all in a matter of four months. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? The, the truth. Um, are you you're still in New York? Yeah. During this time? Yeah. yeah. I haven't gone anywhere. I'm still I'm, I'm in Harlem actually. You're where, sorry? In Harlem. In Harlem, right. And you've been married for almost two decades, right? <laughs> when you say it like that, yeah, a long time. Eighteen years. September would be eighteen years, right? <laughs> and you're not adding up different women. This is the same one. Woman. Same chick, same chick. And actually, yeah, during this whole pandemic, I can't go anywhere anyway. So yeah, it's gonna be a... Be what the for- fuck were you guys promised to each other when you were born? How did this happen? You know, I met her uh, in 95. And um, so we dated and broke up, dated, broke up. And then I just realized. Okay, that- hold on. Okay. Are we? Okay. What? How? Okay. If this is before you were married, right? The breakups or not? No, I met her in 95. 
And then I got okay. And I married, and then we got married in uh, 2002. Okay. So yeah, we met her. We met, dated, broke up, dated, broke up, and then I just realized this is this is the woman for me, and so I begged her to marry me. All right. These, Did you uh, actually have, you, have to beg? Yeah, I got on. I got on my knee. <laughs> <laughs> That's begging to me. <laughs> it looked like a bitch. <laughs> yeah. In fact, why I, do you think I took her to Paris and and, and uh, engaged to her right in front of the uh, Sacré in Paris? Okay. So and and go ahead. Did she see it coming? Like there's there's you know, times the women that sees it and Paris of all things. You know what? That's the thing. And she says no, she didn't see it coming. But I don't know, man. I think she's gonna lie till she dies. You know, deny, deny, deny till she dies. But I really think she she had an idea because I was like really nervous. You know, I was like stumbling over my sentences. You know, and I was she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like uh, nothing. You know, like you, she, you don't normally sweat like this. I'm like I think I'm malaria. Just let's go. You know, so <laughs> very romantic. You ha- like nothing i don't know what you would learn new about each other in 18 years but did is anything new with the uh coronavirus that you are like oh my god two decades i didn't know you chewed like that um well it's like this my man so um she's working from home and right. um i'm a comic and i work in social gatherings so we're basically home you know but the cool thing is that living in these Harlem apartments are they're really really big and uh, this apartment is uh, 1,800 square feet. So okay. she's basically on the, on, the, on the west side of the apartment. I'm on the east side of the apartment. And um, we text each other for like dates, meeting in the living room, have lunch, or uh, have a, you know, meet for a movie. So um, yeah, and sometimes I'll sleep in the guest room just to, you know, they say I'm on the road and then she'll sleep in the, you know, in the master bedroom. So yeah, so we have our ways of like, you know, staying, staying away from each other, you know, and then we go over our day. Which is kind of nice, right? What it's what hard now to... for. Huh? I was going to say it's hard for a lot of couples now because you can't pretend to storm out of the house. You're not allowed outside. Well, yeah, we can because now you know you. you well, you before you storm and close the door, you put the mask on, and then you right. slam the door. You see, there's there's a protocol before you. Yeah, come but out of the house. it definitely seems premeditated when you put the mask on first, right? <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's it is it is an awkward inconvenience, but you know, but you put the mask on mad, you know, like. Ugh! Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's still eye contact. And you're like, yeah, hey, I'm still mad. Just slamming the door. There you go. So, what did made you, uh, you guys used to break up and get back together? Say it again. When when you guys used to break up and get back together, what made that happen? Oh, it was all my fault. I was an idiot. I was, you know, you know, I was just calling women and you know, you know trying to be a ladies' man, whatever. And and she was like, "You're a jerk." And I'm like, "Probably." And she walk away, and then I be lonely, and then I'll beg her back. And so I put it all on me. I was I was an idiot. So and you changed? Yeah, I definitely changed because you know I I think I realized as time went on, you know, she became like that closer friend, and she kind of knew my history. So I would mention someone's name, and she knows all the history with that person's name, you know. And so um, I could say, oh man, oh, it's like marrying your relative. You guys like know each other. You grew up together. I don't know if I want to say that, but um, no, you probably don't. <laughs> But yeah, so after a while, you know, it's like when you meet someone new, you kind of explain, you know, your, your life situation and, you know, you, know you, you do this for a living and all that. But she knew me. And so like I would mention a certain event or, you know, like I said, a person and she's like, oh, how did I work out? Or, oh, no, are you OK? You know, I mean, that kind of thing. So then I realized, you know what? She's cool. She's very pretty, too. So that helps, too. She's easy on the eyes, as they say. Nice. Nice. 
real nice. nice. Did you did you guys uh, take part in any of the protests? I did right outside your door. I, yeah, I went to because um, I was just really curious and just seeing how it was, how things were. About three weeks ago, I went down to uh, uh, Times Square, Herald Square, and then Union Square. And um, Union Square was just, it was just amazing. I mean, the people just just so many people, man, just so many people. And it was, it was I think like I think only black guys are allowed to say I went to this protest because I was curious. Everyone else has to be like, well, you know, I right. believe in it. And like he's like, I don't know, I just wanted to see what these white folks were doing. Exactly, exactly. What y'all up to? Oh, okay. All right. If, any questions? <laughs> Do you have time? Like when you're, when you're, okay. So I'm talking to a family member of mine at whatever the, before it was clear, this is the biggest movement so far in the entire world throughout history. And, and and one of my brothers would say, well, I guess it is bad. I don't know. I guess I'll try not to kneel people to death. And I'm like, (laughs) you stupid, simple motherfucker. Right. And and I I don't have time or the energy right. to sit people down and say just turn on CNN for a minute right. turn on things are live now turn on Fox News yeah. it's all live right. it, it doesn't matter what channel you watch do you uh, do people come to you knowing hey well he's a nice guy and he'll uh, he'll he'll say I'm doing an okay job and I don't have to push it being that I'm yeah. I'm, I'm I'm that kind of black you know the the, the safe one the harmless yeah. one um, you know I I look like that guy who was a manager at Best Buy. You know, I mean, that mm-hmm. one you can come to and ask for directions. So, yeah, I got—I can't tell you how many phone calls or, or text messages that I got from people saying, are you OK? I'm in your corner. What can I do? And uh, yeah, so. Um, like, do you oh. want to write back? Like, what can you do? That's no, you tell me what you can do. Yeah, Wally, I, just just send them your Venmo link when they do dumb <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> you right. know what? That's not a bad idea, actually. I can get my profit Fucking what can I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Ain't nothing have. going on but the rent. Right. And so, but no, I, I tell them, you know, just, you know, stay woke, learn, you know, l- listen to, you know, what, you know, what people of color are saying, you know, because, you know, people of privilege, I call them pops, you know, they understand or all they see is like, you know, their world. And, you know, pops can go through the ranks and not deal with anyone of color, but people of color, black folks, Latin, Asian, you know, they're going to have to go through someone white sooner or later to get to that next level. So I think that they have to try to understand that, that like, you know, this, this is one of the challenges that we have to go to. And then look at, you know, people in higher positions, people will tend to hire, you know, one of their own. And if you look at politics, if you look at these execs, whatever, you see that, you know, they're pretty much the same person. So it's tricky to try to maneuver your way into that uh, in that position. I but honestly think you that you get I honestly think you'd get a better result if you ask for a Venmo. What we do, like sometimes Xerxes and I take a walk around the neighborhood because we're allowed. Anyway, so the other day <laughs> we we walk by what looks like is going to be a protest, like just a few. We didn't know. It looked like somebody's waiting for the courthouse to open. But um, so maybe there were like 10, maybe 20 people. And some of them were holding signs. What Xerxes likes to do when he sees the Black Lives Matter signs is he goes, should I uh, should I go over there and thank them? Like, in, like individually or what? And then also, and this is hilarious, but also very much not. There was a, a protest that like, it was like seven in the morning. And all of a sudden we hear like a mob of people like, bah, bah. we go outside, we see the protesters walk by. It was actually really amazing. And he goes, look, 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 I'm the only black guy here. <laughs> and then, and then he goes, that, that white woman just gave me a head nod. Should I go over there and thank her? 
He goes, I think we're cool now. I think she just solved all my problems. <laughs> but I, should he, if he's, when he's the only black person, should he open up like a booth? Like ask a black person $5 a question. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. You know, right? I, I was an architect for a while and uh, I always say this. I, I worked with none but white folks and I was the only chip in the cookie. And that's how, you know, a lot, of, I do a lot of corporate gigs too. And usually I am that only chip. And it's so funny because, you know, they all look at me because I represent every black person, you know, on the planet. So, you know, um, if I have a chocolate chip cookie or have an oatmeal raisin cookie, they're like, all black folks like oatmeal raisin cookies. They do. That's I, so I've, fun. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. <laughs> right. I mean, there's, there's, there's still like, good news things are getting done you know i mean they it was yeah. just decided by the supreme court that uh, you can't harass gay people at your workplace because they are in fact people so there's definitely ch- i mean that was still contested it was six to three but we understand gay people are people right so it's very exciting you know yeah that never happened to me you know i'm uh i'm a white guy the, the supreme court never had to decide if i was a person and that's amazing it is amazing, yeah. man. You know, it's so funny because like white guys can walk into a room and they start here and they can deduct points. You know, me, I start here and they add on points. Low. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's amazing. Yeah. I was thinking, not to name drop, but I, I'll tell you what I thought was amazing. I was hanging out with Jeremy Piven and because he he's getting into comedy. And um, so he wanted, you know. He, sure, he, why not? Now is a good time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, well, this, this is BC before, before COVID. And right. um, so- we're hanging out, and he goes, "We want to let's go to this club and just kind of chill for a little bit." I'm like, "That's okay. so Jeremy, right?" So mm-hmm. we um we go to the club, and you know the, the bouncers is like, you know, they, they do the you know international, show me a card, you know, what I mean? ID, yeah. they do that, you know, the two fingers, yeah. yeah, yeah, like that, you know. And so I'm going to my wallet, pulling my card, and Pippin's like, "I don't, I don't have any ID on me," and I'm like, "I was like shocked. I was like, really? You walk around with no ID?" He goes, no, I was like, I'm like, really? Wow. So I was fast. I'm like, what is that like? How can you? He goes, because people don't ask me, you know? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I was, yeah. Yeah, I was and just you- so stunned how, you know, this uh, white dude can just walk around. I mean, if he is famous or not, you know, is this that like, he can walk around? No, it, it doesn't matter. He was the star of Entourage. I go into a club. I point to my face like it's my license. No problem. <laughs> so, yes, it is. It definitely is a little privilege there. Oh, sure. I, I just thought it was amazing, man. I, just, I was just fascinated with it. I'm like, wow, you can do that. Wow. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I was one of these people that assumed – I, I like to think I still voted correctly, but I'm one, I'm one of these people that assume the president is a figurehead of sorts and, you know, how much power will he have? But the power he has is so simple and basic right. and real that white supremacy became a big deal or a bigger deal mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Trump uh, encouraged it. Yeah, well, and I'm like, well, oh, I didn't, know, I didn't know it's all he there. Didn't, he didn't encourage it. He didn't, he didn't denounce it or try to say, hey, listen, chill with that. You know what I'm saying? So I think he didn't say, hey, you know, white people are better. He didn't say white people are better. I don't right, know. But at I the same I've, time, he just tweeted out that video of uh, white, white people saying white power to black protesters. Right. Well, that's, that's kind of saying it. That's yeah. That's the, that's the new one. But what got what got him there? He didn't he didn't say, hey, you guys, you know, we all matter. And you know, we're all trying to get in this together, get through this together. He kind of like let it just kind of let it happen, so to speak. So, no, I think he said it. 
I think he said it when he said uh, Mexicans are bringing in their rapists and their bad guys. When he said grab them by the pussy about women, when he when he signaled to white supremacists with the SS thing and with the weird Bible holding thing, I think that is saying I don't think, you know, that's like saying, you know, that's like a white guy saying, what privilege do I have? I didn't get that job. You know, it's like you still have privilege, even though like it's oozing off of you, even if you can't see it, that's. Just because he didn't denounce it, it doesn't mean he didn't encourage it. Well, that's what I'm saying. He didn't actually say, you know, like encouraging things. Right. He didn't actually say. So I'm saying he he laid back and let it happen. You know what I mean? Look, being the president, man, that's a, that's a tough gig because you got to try to represent a country of like all races, all the. Oh shit! Are you serious? But I'm saying I didn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So they make you swear on the Bible that you'll do a good job because. You got, it's going to hurt a little bit. You know, oh man, here I, I am going to my cushy job every day going like, I wish I was president so I can have a hammock and a golf club. Fuck. I didn't notice that. I, Fuck, can, actually, I can actually smell Sorry. the sarcasm coming through my, uh, my camera. Yeah. Right that's my hot fucking breath on your neck. What the fuck? And it's like, they age like dogs, but I didn't know it was hard work. <laughs> oh yeah. They do age boy. Woo. Oh, yeah, you but know who else has a tough job, Wally? What? Blue Lives. That's oh, rough. We're, get, we're, getting, yeah. we're going there. I mean. Yeah. It takes six months to be one, too. That's what I find interesting. <laughs> right. Everybody compares it to a beautician. and You have to go to beauty school for longer, right, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, but if you mix white and black, they still call you black. If you mix blue and white, what do you get? I guess light blue. Okay, I see what you're saying. But you... <laughs> You saw where I was going. Yeah, I did. I, I, did. I was on that train. And <laughs> you did, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you saw a video of this. Um, Patricia McCloskey and her husband were uh, seeing this protest go by right. their uh, nice house. Right. That house was amazing, a, by the way. He has an AK-47. She has a little uh, pistol gun, and they aimed it at protesters, right. her finger on the trigger. Right. Now, there's if that's not clear, uh, what's different between uh, black and white? You know, Tamir Rice's gun was fake. Right. But, when, uh, but you know. also, too, they, they broke into their gated community. So I think that one there is kind of, kind of foggy. You know what I mean? So, I mean, they're, you know, they're protecting their, their property, whatever. But uh-huh. but she they were she was so untrained with that gun because she, she's <laughs> looking this way. So wait, but, they broke into they broke into the gated community. How yeah. so? Um, well, there's a gate and you break it down. So they actually you, broke it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they broke. Okay. Yeah. So and so they're That's going to they're going to the mayor's house and they're on on their way. That's they, they the, the the couple thought they're gonna start ransacking houses. That's why they brought out their to, to protect their property. So, but that's you know one incident. But there are enough incidents where you know this whole privilege thing. We can get so many more examples of like flat out privilege. We can talk about the Karens forever, man. So, do you enjoy that when you see the videos? You know, oh, you're gonna make me wear a mask, and one of the Karens is th- throwing shit out of her car, oh, eggs, bread. Man. Clorox. You know what? I could watch those all day. Americans, I, I look at Americans as defiant adolescents. You know, like you can't tell what to do. This is my life. You're not the boss of me. You know, it's you know, and and they don't look at the big picture. Like you're trying to tell a teenager, no, what? Look, it's not about you. It's about you know a, a bigger picture, the follow through. And you know, and and so here they go, not wearing masks and stuff like that. And so now more states 
Everything's spiking now. And we're like, look, we told you, just just put on the mask. Just put on the mask. You know, put on the Wally, diaper. they can't breathe. Have you ever felt that way? And so and to them, I say, you know what? <laughs> the next time you have surgery, let, let the doctor say, you know what? I can't breathe with this mask on, but <laughs> I'm going to do heart surgery on your... <laughs> Let's see how it goes. All right, scalpel. <laughs> How are you? I mean, I see these, uh, you know, members of uh, politics. That's how much I follow politics. But uh, political uh, minds on Twitter, and they'd be like, I put a mask on and I can't breathe. And I'm like, you're not, you have a million followers and that didn't embarrass you that you can't, what? That, that you can't breathe as a, and by the way, let's hope a respiratory disease doesn't get you because oh, you had problems breathing with a fucking mask <laughs> for five seconds. Yeah. You know what? Wait, that- wait till you find out about COVID. Yeah, right. Hashtags ventilator. <laughs> That must be so confusing, though, because in a lot of protests, they chant, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. So now maybe like they're just thinking they're talking about the masks. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was wrong the whole time. Oh, wait a minute. This is. Oh, oh. So. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of an interview that I read uh, that you did when you talked about performing at the Apollo for the first time. Oh, my God. And, and you thought, um, hey, you know what? Now I can perform in front of my own people. They're yeah. going to. They're going to love me. Yeah. And you say how they were booed because you weren't the right kind of black for them, right? Yeah, it was, you know, it was so, I tell you, man, it was such a surreal, surreal and weird uh, cultural experience for me because um, this is the first time I, I, I performed like in front of like this many black folks, you know what I mean? And when I walked out, I saw my aunt, I saw my cousin, I saw, you know, I saw people like that I grew up with, you know? Right. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm home. And, um, so I got up there and I did my first joke and I got an applause break, you know, people were like, all right. So I kind of like, so to speak, laid back and went into my cadence, kind of like a slower kind of cadence. And I could actually feel the, 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 the booze coming like, you know, like boo, 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 boo. And it just is rush of booze. And, um, and I was confused. I was really confused that, wait a minute, but don't, what? And then I realized that, you know, they're looking for a certain type of entertainer which is fine, whatever, but I wasn't that certain type that they were looking for, you know, or they do you, do you think, do you debate on stage? Like, should I just go N word? No. What do you guys want? No, no, I didn't, I didn't want to do that because then, then I'm, I'm like supposed to be lying to myself. You know what I mean? And, um, so I, uh, Oh, then, um, then, uh, what's his name? Sandman was coming, you know, with the broom and all that. So uh, the worst. Yeah. So yeah, they, they try to humiliate and, and it worked. So, um, I said, my name's Ahmad Rashad. Good night. And I ran. Up the <laughs> I really did. <laughs> and then you come, you come next week. Hello. <laughs> right. Is that Ahmad? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not right. sure. Here's Wait. a question. Yeah. Did you cry? Did I cry? Did you cry? No, I, I was, I was more confused, but I went back two times after that and, and killed it. So, but I, underst- oh, wow. okay. yeah, I understood that. You, you you know that that for those kind of shows you have to bring a different kind of energy and so I went back and, and did exactly that. So Keith, uh, as a man, is uh, when he says confused, is that code for crying? Well, he you should when he got home and he had to sweep the house as he normally does. He just started bawling because he's thinking about the Sandman. Yeah, I went into the corner and started hugging my knees, asking why. <laughs> <laughs> Do you give a what's what's the right amount of times to rub the magic log? Because you don't want to seem eager, but you want to show respect. Um, some people do a, there's there's types. There's a, some people do a swipe, some people do a mush, 
Some people do the mm. two-handed mush, and some people do the okay. double swipe and, and go. So there. What did you? What did I do? I prayed at it. No, I looked at it and go, "Is this clean?" Um, <laughs> on this. So, so I touched the side. You know, I kind of went on the side and said, like, "Hello." Uh, you mentioned uh, the so everybody boos you the first time at the Apollo, and you said your mother said to me. Quote, we're the only race where we judge ourselves. It's because of 400 years of brainwashing. Mm, yeah. So, so even black people are taught a certain thing about black oh, people. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, there for a while, there was a whole light skin, dark skin situation, you know, good hair, bad hair. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, 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 it's internal, too. Yeah. It's so funny because it, it reminds me, my mother, my parents want me so desperately to have married a Middle Eastern Jew, like someone they can, quote, speak their language to. They, I'm like, you speak so many languages. We're good. Like, you'll be able to communicate. It's fine. But if I'd be interested in someone with blonde hair and blue eyes, they'd be like, oh, they would really, they start salivating. And I'm like, dude, uh, this, this is not what you're talking about there's i mean i'm not saying there's no blonde hair blue-eyed middle eastern people but you know they'd watch people on tv and be like who let this ugly whatever on tv and i'm like you mean the one that looks like us like (laughs) (laughs) yeah the 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 not button nose straight hair like Mm -hmm. what (laughs) right your mom's sweetheart you're you're so pretty i'm like yeah that's yeah your mom's spitting on the tv diversity higher (laughs) (laughs) mom that's us (laughs) we can tell news (laughs) yeah right (laughs) your mom your mom uh are your parents still around both of them no they're gone oh i'm sorry uh recently how sorry do i have to be um, five years and, uh, 10 years. Okay. So it's a shame, All right. you know, uh, your mom was very, was very religious, right? And in your stand up, you said that she would, is this an exaggeration or not? She made, she would make a birthday cake for Jesus every year. I am not kidding. <laughs> I am not. That's the actual truth. And when I brought my, my girlfriend, my wife at the time, she's like, you weren't kidding. This is for real. I'm like, yes, every year we have a birthday cake for Jesus. And, um, and I do. The joke is, I we have a birthday cake for Jesus, and I would say, my mother, Ma, who's going to put two thousand candles in the cake, <laughs> and who's going to blow out those two thousand candles? And now it's not a birthday party. Now it turns into a séance because we're like, Happy birthday <laughs> to you! <laughs> if we see one kind of flicker, we're all like, oh. <laughs> ah, <throw> the kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit! Exactly. Wow. So, um, Wally, you can finally answer the question, yes. what kind of cake does Jesus like? Like a parv, like, you know, meat, no meat, no dairy? Well, here's the thing, that uh, Jesus will get a variety of cakes. One year he'll get a marble cake. Uh, another year he'll get like, a, um, like an angel food cake. Or he'll get a cake that's on sale. <laughs> that happened more and more. <laughs> <laughs> he understands. Yes, he understands. Right, he's very, very understanding. Lord, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you in your stand-up, you mentioned that you don't drink, right? And you you say it confuses people because you don't have a big story of why you don't drink. Well, yeah, because I, I never saw the point to it, you know. And then I saw the results of drinking, and I'm like, why? Well, first of all, it's disgusting, you know, because you, you they say you have to learn to like it, and I'm like, why am I? Is that some take a, time to take a pill? What was that? I, I think they want rent and I'm not ready. Oh, okay. So continue. Fair enough. Um, yeah. And because um, I remember the, the first time I was in college and um, someone gave me a Mad Dog 2020. 
and um, and I spit it out and like, what are you doing? I'm like, that's disgusting. You know, you have to learn to like it. And I never thought, I never stood that thinking of learning to like something. You can brainwash, brainwash yourself into learning anything. You can learn to like smack yourself in the head with a hammer, you know, sure. and then you try to. I mean, them. do you know how many times I heard this, but for anal sex, I mean, this is verbatim. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. <laughs> we went to the other end, didn't we? <laughs> We, we literally did. Yes, we and did. for that, and for that, you're supposed to do both. It's understood. Right? <laughs> now your your dad was a drinker, right? Yeah, my dad drank. Yeah, is that what is that what taught you it's bad news, or he just happened to drink sometimes? He he no, it it wasn't like he was like a drunk or anything like that, and you know, start beating us, you know. But right. um, and he had you know he had his liquor cabinet cabinet and all that. But um, even like, you know, he'd like scotch and I would like just sniff it. And I'm like, this is like paint thinner. I want, you know, but he loved the scotch, man. You know, but I just, I just never, I just never got it. You know, like my, my, all my, my mothers and my sisters and father, they smoke. And I never understood smoking either. You know, it was just like, why? Smoke weed or cigarettes? Cigarettes. Let's make, yeah, let's make that a different, yeah, exactly. So, but um Cigarette. But you, uh, Wally would joke like, "Oh, my dad would say, you know, I'm going to drink here, oh, something to take the edge take off." The edge and off. then he would, then he would look at me and be like, "Sure, oh, the edge is still here." Yeah, sure. right. <laughs> 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 yeah, because you know, I'll tell you something, man. I was this energetic kid. I was always asking my dad, "Can I try some? Can I do something?" Uh, dad, let's go do something, whatever. And he's coming, coming from work, you know. And uh, yeah, and I can understand. Oh, uh, Wally, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that being a father is hard too? Fuck. Oh my goodness. Here it comes. <laughs> you yeah. got to do both go to work and come home and, and go, Oh, Wally, you want to do something? And yeah, be the parent of, be the parent of Wally Collins. I'm sure that was hard. <laughs> I, I, I can, I can, I can definitely, you know, uh, say yes. I, I definitely challenged my, my parents. So what was how, the biggest how, challenge you gave them? Uh, playing the drums. Okay. <laughs> Fair. You are a bad boy. Yeah. Yes. I um I set my drums up in the living room and um yeah and I said to this. Who let you do that? My parents and um because I said hey surprise and I did a drum solo for them and they're like okay great thanks and so um they let me put, bring it up to, upstairs in my room and I would just practice upstairs in my room and oh. then yeah oh man let me tell you something I was practicing so I wasn't good at it. So um, <laughs> there was a lot of like, so do you have a, do you have a drum kit in your house now? Not anymore. No, um, he's married and he wants to stay that way. <laughs> right. No, I lost I, my parents. <laughs> I have, right. Exactly. I have like the, um, like the cymbals and the, 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 uh, the kick, you know, the kick pedal and stuff like that, right. but I don't have a full set. I'll tell you something really crazy. So I had a custom made set in my parents' house. Um, in my, when my dad, after my dad passed away and I moved to New York city and I wanted to impress my girlfriend. So we went, we went back to Springfield, Massachusetts, where I, where I grew up and my, my drums were set up down in the basement. So I said, can I show you, let me show you my drum set? You know? So I went down there and all my drums were gone. And wow. I was like, mom, where my drums? She goes, oh, we donated to the church. And so <gasps> they, yeah. So they gave my drums to the church. And so that Sunday, we went why, to what did the church do? Tore those drums up. They, that, that poor that kid was like nine year old and just like yeah, and I was a tear was coming out of my eye looking at those custom made oh. drums and they're they're at the church and so there they are. You got every time you go to church, you see the drums right there on stage. Exactly. Oh. 
By the way, you you did that. You wanted to impress a girlfriend. How about the part where you go from architecture to comedy? Yeah. You want to impress somebody. You know what I mean? Was that uh were you with your wife at the time? No, no, no. This is years before. I'll tell you something. Okay. I was doing, yeah. So I was, you know, I was project manager working in an architectural firm. And I was after like five o'clock, I'll jump in my car and drive off two hours, whatever, do some stand-up, and then drive back. And I was just eating anything. And um I got I developed an ulcer. And I went to the doctor and he told me, Look, man, you gotta make a decision, either comedy or architecture. And I, that, I remember it was on a Friday. I went to my boss and he knew, he knew I was doing comedy. And um, he, uh, I came in, Mr. Warren, I'll never forget. It was a cool dude. I said, Mr. Warren. He goes, I know, I know. He goes, good luck to you. He put out his hand, shook my hand. Wow. And uh, that was my two weeks. I was out. Wow. So you had doctor's orders. Well, not necessarily orders, but it was like, he gave me a choice. You know what I mean? He was just saying, you know, yeah. Oh, my, my version's cuter. Okay. Doctor. <laughs> yes, it was doctor's orders. Doctor's Thank orders you. said <laughs> he literally I'm doesn't tired. have the power to order you around. Okay. No, no. no, no. He, doctor said to me, "Yeah, you want to live, you know, so a little bit longer." Do you do you find yourself sketching buildings, that kind of thing? No, but I do get a woody when I see a building construction site. So okay, and I or don't when come I see, to LIC. <laughs> really? Oh my goodness! It's just drilling from six a.m. on. Oh man. Um, do you ever try to give advice? Like, hey, guys, you know what I would do? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Um, I did that, actually. Uh, <laughs> a, building, a building was being built next to our building, and the, the foundation was off. And I knew something wasn't right about it. And I remember going to one of the – I think the guy was a foreman. And I said, is that right? Is that foundation right? And he looked at me like, like I was an asshole. He looked at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. And I told him that – that the way it was measured, it didn't look right. The way the grade and how the concrete was going to the, with the grade. And he was like, ugh, no. And believe it or not, it was wrong. And they had to redo the foundation. And I said to my like, hey, remember what I was telling you about? <laughs> he was like, just, just get it. Go, go away, go away. Wait, right. so, you, so not only were you right, you needed an extra I told you so. Yeah, right. exactly. And, and the game was and the guy was more upset when he found out Wally was a comedian yeah. and not working for the yeah. city. <laughs> he goes, that's the guy. That's the guy. <laughs> hey, I might have to, I, I might, I will. I'll have yeah. to deal with this soon. Who, uh, who passed first? Your dad did? Yeah. And is, what do you, so your mom's alone for about five years. No. Right. Um, yeah, about five. Hold on, let me get this right. Um, he, my dad passed 2001. She passed away. It's longer than that, I'm sorry. She passed away uh, 2015. So, so it's more like 14 years. Do you, do you find yourself you had to visit more? Is, uh, is she inconsolable for a couple years? Yo, like, what, what do I have to expect? Yo, Was she a little happier than you yo, expected? Let me tell you a story about my mother, man. Yo, she met a man at 81 and got married. Yes. Right. It's like, Mom, I, I wanted you to move on, but you gotta, don't got to be eating oh. pancakes off Dad's grave. Oh, man. I love it. She, she got, got right into it. She got remarried at 81, and they were, yo, man. Oh, God. I'm going to tell you a crazy story. You ready for this? Uh-huh. So um, we, uh, we, we have them come to New York, and we treat them to the Christmas Spectacular and, um, and as a date. And so uh, we had dinner in our apartment. And um, we said, we're going to have dessert in the living room. 
And so I said, you guys go into the living room. So I was in the kitchen. Oh, that apartment is big. Yeah. So we went, yeah. to the, went in the kitchen. I'm pointing as if you know where I'm going. Went to the kitchen. <laughs> and so then my wife asked me, do they want sugar? And so I went to the living room to ask them about sugar. They're making out on my couch. <laughs> oh, goodness. Finger fucking. <laughs> so it, it Oh my God. So I was like, you know, like this parent, like, hey, 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 right. hey, stop that. Stop that. You're, squir- you're squirting water on them like they're dogs. Oh, yeah, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, hey, hey. And, and they did the, like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> right, wiping their mouth yeah, off. And, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. So I went back to my, <laughs> went back to my wife. I'm like, yo, they're making it on the liver. My wife was like, like oh man so yeah you don't think that's a little adorable like were you You happy for your mom it's adorable when it's not your parent okay yeah all right right. okay Okay. yeah i don't see i don't see either of my parents moving on yeah yeah dating again yeah there's there's no way i do want to ask you uh, about your new book yes sir yeah it's uh it's inspirational Mm mm-hmm Tells that what's the biggest uh, lesson about life you thought about when you were writing this? Um, my life. It was always the motivator when I was writing the book because I, you know, I was an architect, I'm a musician, I'm a comedian, an actor, producer. I did all that because my mother said to me when I wanted to get into acting, she said to me, "You never know," you know. And I said, "Well, I'm from Springfield, Massachusetts. No one famous ever came from, you know, Springfield, Massachusetts." She said, "You never know unless you try." And I said, well, I don't even know how to, where to, you know, where to start. And she says, why don't you try comedy and then parlay that into like an acting career? And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. So, yeah, I tried comedy and I thought I bombed. But the guy who's booking it, he says, no, you have the gift. And um, he put $5 in my hand. He said, see you next week. And every Wednesday I would come back and work on my act. And um, then I, you know what? It'd be funny, Wally, if you yeah. can go back and see what really happened. And he said, "Here's five dollars. Is that enough?" You said, "Yes, thank you." And he said, "Yep, you got the gift." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Next week, I could give you five dollars. <laughs> a drink is seven. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> That's true. But you know what? Though he's dead, so it's now it's my story. So okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I just kept doing it, and so I realized that wow, I did it because you never know. And so then I. Um, Worked, started working out in Boston, and then I got a manager in representation, and then I got a gig on Comedy Central. I was the first black host on Comedy Central. A lot of people don't know that. I had a show called Stand Up, Stand Up. And then I, you know, then I started acting. And I, I mean, I just did that. It was my motivator. You never know. You never know. So I started the website for uh, people to encourage one another and using you never know as the mantra. That, like I just you know, closed, made it to one word. And, um, and each week I will write different blogs, encouraging blogs, you know, to kind of let that be your mantra for the, for the week, follow that for the week. And, um, so yeah, so then I realized, you know what, this could be a book. So I put all the blogs in a, in a book and, uh, there's 53 right there. There's there's 53 in the book and, um, it's encouraging people to live their dreams, goals or desires, you know, encourage, encouraging, motivating, inspiring. And any anything that you're going through, that book is going to help you get get through it. That's By the way, speaking of acting, you were in Coyote Ugly. Which yeah. girl were you? <laughs> I was Tyra and uh, Tyra Banks. <laughs> no, a lot of people ask me, "Where were you?" And then when I tell them, they go, "Oh, first I say I was the black guy in it, and <laughs> and then I, I get more specific. I was a toll booth operator. Um, okay. There was the part where the the things go up, and I have everyone screaming, you know, be encouraging and whatnot. Let's celebrate." 
she's going to uh she's going to sing for the first time. I forgot what the, what the thing was, but uh, but yeah, you know what's crazy though, man? I shot that scene on my birthday. I'll never forget that. And uh, the whole hey, crew, you never know. You never know. You, you never know when you're the toll booth operator. Right. Uh, do you go by the lines they give you, or did you make it your own? A little bit of both. The uh, the director nice. was, was cool. Um, and yeah, you know he 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 could tell that I knew what I was doing. And um, so yeah, like you know, first when you when you're auditioning, whatever, you, you know, you you do the lines the way they they write them or whatever. But then when you're on set, you know, they, they get a little looser with it. And um, so yeah, that's what I did. You didn't have to be like a toll booth operator for a couple months or something. Yes, I do research. Right, exactly. What is it like to wear one of those shirts and cars zooming by you and smelling car exhaust and getting carbon dioxide poisoning? And yeah, no, I didn't do that. Or getting coins thrown at you and telling you that you you, you work in a casket. No, I didn't uh, get that. Any that. Uh, where's the best place for people to get? You never know. Oh, uh, Amazon. Amazon is selling it. I'm um, selling the ebook and the um, the paperback. And um, believe it or not, so I reissued it. So I, I issued it in, in, in 2012, and now I reissued it um, because I really want to uh, inc- just be encouraging for people. In this, and this, it's time, man. This whole virus and all that. I mean, people are, like, not working. People are just trying to, you know, so to speak, reinvent themselves. And um, I mean, I want- they're, they're calling this the time of the most uncertainty. So I guess the positive way of saying that is you never know. Exactly. Exactly. You know, people will go to go to work, but now they're not going to work. You know, you never know. This time might be the time for you to start your own business or go on a whole nother another way of uh, making money. You know, try it. Right. In spite of her knowing better, mm-hmm. does your wife see you lazy on the couch and it angers her like you're a deadbeat because you can't perform, but she could work from home? Um, no, because, um, I have energy. I'm always working. So, um, I'm always trying to find things to do. Like, just like, you know, reach out to you guys, you know, um, I just want to promote the book. And so I'm, I'm working on promoting the book and doing presentations and also do, I also do presentations on the whole state of mind of you never know. So I, I do that too. So I'm always working. All right. Uh, let's, uh, leave here with some fun stories. Okay. Everybody ready? Henda, you ready? Oh boy. This is usually dangerous. Yes, okay. of course I'm ready. Pakistan's state-run airline said that it will ground 150 pilots claiming they obtained licenses by having others take exams for them. Whoa. That feels like a test you don't want to fake, right? Whoa. Like, I think I have to know how to fly a plane or not. No one else could take that test. Oh, my God. I want to know how to land. I mean, if you could fake it. And maybe like you see one too many movies and it's like, listen, if I can't do it, somebody's going to have to walk me through it. They always make it. Oh, right. man. That, uh, that, is, that, is, that reminds me like a doctor. You know what I mean? If you have a surgeon, you know what I mean? Have someone else take your test and you passed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want to know, uh, can I see your test results, please? Before That's we, catch uh, me if you can. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm a surgeon now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. 150? Pilot? So I read, yeah, it'll ground 150 pilots, but then later in the article it says uh, 262 out of 860 Pakistani pilots had fake licenses. Oh my God. <laughs> but were they already flying? Because I think they got this now. Right. Like, okay, now I know. Test yeah. me now. They had their 10,000 hours. Like, who cares at this point? At this point, shut the fuck up and maybe like get them a week's lesson so they can get some sort of license. You could say your people are licensed. You fucked yeah. up. 
you fucked up. They didn't fuck up. They did the greatest. That was, I mean, I would like for this person to write my resume because wow, wow, wow. You yeah, can do so it. on the job training. Wow. Yeah, if that's the case, like someone to go get up on stage and do my stand-up and I'll just take the credit for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, George R.R. R. Martin, the writer of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, he's still writing these books. He doesn't know the show is over and that the show ended it and we have closure. He yeah. thinks we still have to read. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, even if you're a big Game of Thrones reading fan, do you give a fuck anymore? Aren't we done? Uh, yeah, Isn't we, the world done? We, like, we, we get it. We got it. Thank you. Thank, thank this you. is so <laughs> funny. Like this is this is Keith's good review of this. <laughs> oh, right. really? This is good news. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like, does he just write chapter seventeen? It wasn't Bran after all. Like, what? What do you? <laughs> <laughs> chapter eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> it was the woman that you thought. George R. R. Martin's long-awaited next installment in his A Song of Ice and Fire fantasy series. Uh, might be completed, he says, in 2021. Yeah, because wow. he's got all this time. We all do. Oh, yeah, we all do. Right. What, wait, by the way, what's the RR? Uh, really <laughs> rancorous. <laughs> I, I uh, wonder that. He's, he has, he's like, it's like an extra R. Right. now, But I don't know. I want to know, like, did he call the newspaper to say, hey, guys, in one year, I'll have another book for you? Or did they find him at the grocery store? Because who gives a shit? Like, you know, you heard Wally's tweet. It's a weird fucking time we're living in that I care if you're going to get to your book. You're you're not the healthiest person. You're going to pass away before you finish these books. But you know what, spending. He got got lucky with that... um but the last one, you know, that uh, GOT. So people are like, hey, you never know. You never know. Right. What else you got? Exactly. Yeah, it, You're going to be saying that for the rest of the day. You know that. Right? I will. Yep. <laughs> you never know. Uh, it really stands for Raymond Richard, the RR. He says, I'm spending long hours every day on the winds of winter and making steady progress. I finished a new chapter yesterday, another one three days ago, another one the previous week. I think he's explaining how books work. But no, this does not mean that the book will be finished tomorrow or published next week. It's going to, it's, it's like he's asking his own questions and answering them. I get it. It's going to be a huge book, and I still have a long way to go. Okay, we really moved on, I promise. We're, on, we're into hating the Harry Potter woman. We, we got other shit to do. It's been nine years since the release of Martin's most recent Thrones novel, A Dance with Dragons. Nine years. I watched, I didn't read the books, but I watched the, the show. Right. <laughs> I didn't know who the fuck was who from one week to the next. Nine years went by and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to understand who's fucking their cousin and sister. What? <laughs> How the fuck would you follow? But you know, man, there are nerds out there, boy. You know, some of them are getting rather moist for this. Like, uh, yeah, Wally, uh, um, I'm sorry. We don't, we don't use the N word on this show. Oh, I'm Thank sorry, you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I think I think she meant nerds. He uh, intends oh, oh, nerds. to wrap oh, these are the M word. I said moist. <laughs> he intends to wrap up the series with the seventh installment, A Dream of Spring. So he has two more books coming, like we give a fuck. Writers, ah! writers will write, man. You know, I, I gotta kind of, I guess, ten years. What could be so like? You know what I mean? Like if a great stand-up said. I've been working on a project for 10 years. Here it is. You'd be like, I bet you were done in four. Keith, we have over 3,000 episodes and 15 years under our belt. Please be quiet. Thank you. That's a valid (laughs) point. But I'm not, but I don't come back. We're not taking a break for a decade and go, I'm ready for the next show now. 
Oh my God, can we? Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait. Maybe a minute. we can. Hold on. Chappelle did. He went went over ten years. Maybe that's the way to do it. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's been great. <laughs> yeah. This is even better than the idea of doing seasons. Oh, this Maybe is a new way to tell me the news, Keith. I didn't know we yeah. were retiring and coming yeah. back. Yeah. All right. So. so that's it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. See you in 10. <laughs> uh, Wally Collins, yeah. follow online, Instagram and Twitter, W-A-L-I Collins. Right. And the website is wallycollins.com. Mm-hmm. And the book available on Amazon is called you never know a book of encouragement in fact hold on a second hold on so people were he will now do a drum solo (laughs) there it is he's holding up the book and it's uh very good is there a dedication to your mother in there there it is right in the front that's gonna be very difficult uh (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll put that picture in our app so if you're listening to the episode in the app you just have to look down and yeah there you go you do that Everything, everything that we reference that has a picture is right there, and it's in the order. So if you're yes. if you're listening on the app, you can just scroll through, and you'll see every reference. Also, it's on our website, keithandthegirl.com. Oh, by if you want to get the app, the it's way, everywhere apps are. I have to mm-hmm. I have to say this. So the reason I wrote this book, and I hate reading, so I wrote this book the way that every person who hates reading, I put all the words on the right side, so. When you open it up, there's nothing on this side. So when you open up, there's there's words waiting for you right there. Oh, so you, you feel productive because half the book is blank. I like it. Kind of. Kind of. It's, it's twice and as you thick could, now. Do you say like it's also a notebook? Like you could write personal things in it? Well, you know, on the Kindle, there's a blank page. So you have to go, you know, next, next page. <laughs> uh, there you have it. Wally, very nice meeting you. Nice Thank meeting you, you too, much. man. Thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Dot com.